It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Hello and welcome to the show. Don't you just like being right? Don't you just love it? Well, we've had a lot of things to digest in the last 24 hours, including the fact that the New York Times uh, finally, just they admitted, they knew... They knew that the Biden laptop was real. They knew it all along. Everybody at the New York Times, everybody in the mainstream media knew it. If they did not know it, then they are incompetent as journalists and as human beings. They have no ability to do research. They have no ability to uh, to do get anything right. But this is not about just discovering. This is all, if you believe that it's just, hey, 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 you know, the New York Times finally gets it. Uh, if you believe that, you're high. Uh, because they knew it all along. They've known all of this crap all along. And all of these dominoes that keep falling, all of these dominoes that keep falling, the Russia collusion, the the uh, the dossier, which was a lie propped up by MSNBC, by uh, Rachel Maddow, who is uh, unexplained absence from MSNBC for uh, three months, I would hope, because she's so ashamed she can't show her stupid face in public anymore. She gets paid $30 million a year. For three years, she touted a lie that was very easy to prove wrong and was proven wrong by the freaking FBI in 2017. So if you're giving some sort of kudos to the New York Times or anybody for suddenly saying, hey, the Hunter Biden laptop is real, uh, just tell them to stuff it. Just tell them to stuff it. I, I quite honestly am sick and tired of playing by Marcus of Queensbury rules with regard to me being right, knowing in my heart that I'm right, because I have several things going for me. One of them, uh, I don't know, I'm not even a journalist, and I've got journalistic curiosity. I've also got common sense, and I also have life experience, and I do my work. And when I say things like, masks don't work, they're a joke, and 2020 happened because 2020 was 2020. I said during that year, 2020 is happening because it's 2020. When I say things like the cities burning down America are being paid for, bought and paid for by leftists and supported by Democrats, I don't say that just to say it. I say it because I do my work, I use common sense, and I look at research. And I knew this Biden laptop story was true a long time ago, so did the FBI, so did everybody who has any journalistic curiosity whatsoever. They knew it in their hearts. It's just their their shriveled, lying little hearts wouldn't allow it to come out. And you know what's really sad and pathetic? Sad and pathetic about people like uh, Rachel Maddow and the New York Times and the Washington Post and ABC, CBS, NBC, PBS, NPR, all of those people. What's sad about them is that they sickeningly, slavishly kowtow to the Democrat Party and to the left, even though we have this glorious thing called the First Amendment in Russia, there's a, a big uh, gathering of 100,000 Russians to support the Russian war effort. And none of those people in the stadium are talking to the media. You know why? Because they've been brought there. They've possibly been bribed to be there or threatened to be there to support Vladimir Putin in an unpopular war effort. I got to tell you, I, I'm just not going to mess around. I'm not going to hug. I'm not going to say I forgive you. Uh, when it comes to all of this crap, every time that one of our dominoes falls, I'm going to rub it into the face of the left. 
I don't even care if you're my friend. If you have you have done this to me, if you have said that I am whatever, a, a conspiracy theorist or a whatever. Uh, for instance, I just had a friend of mine say that I was transphobic because I don't think that Leah Thomas should be swimming against women. And, and Leah Thomas won an NCAA race yesterday, became a champion, beating out women, destroying their lives. One woman not being able to be considered an all-American anymore because a man who was a man until last year decides to be a woman because he sucked at being a man uh, in, in swimming, was 460th of the nation, isn't even on the radar, and suddenly is the number one female swimmer in America. Uh, and somebody called me transphobic. And you know what? As far as I'm done with that, friend, uh, I want an apology from you, friend, or we're done being friends. Or we're done with being friends. Because when you call somebody a racist or you call somebody a transphobe or you call somebody things like this or a white supremacist because you support voter integrity laws in Georgia, you are drawing a line in the sand that is irascible. You cannot say this to me and expect to just skate free after the truth comes out. (sighs) I feel better. How about you? We have so much to get to with regard to the uh, the onslaught that all of us has faced for stating the obvious that Hunter Biden was a confused, drug-addled pervert who dropped off a couple of laptops at a computer store uh, in a stupor, in a stupor, and uh, and forgot about him. And forgot about him. And the guy who owned the computer store contacted the FBI, said, hey, I got these, uh, you know, I thought you might be interested in... Eh. Got in touch with Rudy Giuliani, gave a copy to Rudy Giuliani. FBI sat on it, sat on it, still sitting on it, sat through it through the entire election of 2020. The New York Times sat on it through the election of 2020. They blocked the New York Post from sharing the story on Twitter. YouTube banned it until, you know, uh, Joe Biden became the president of the United States. And you knew it all along in your heart. You knew it was right in all of your heart. You knew the election was stolen. All of these dominoes are going to fall. The dossier was fake, you knew it. The Russia collusion was fake, you knew it. The Wuhan death virus came from China, you knew it. You knew it came from the Wuhan lab, despite their best efforts to cover it up. You know that the United States was was a funding gain-of-function research in this laboratory. You know that the uh, January 6th was overhyped by the media. It was made to be some sort of an insurrection. Even the FBI said it was not an insurrection. And right now we have people rotting in prison, none of them in prison for an insurrection, but still rotting in in jail while Jesse Smollett gets out six days later. We said that masks were worthless. We were right. We said that the uh, the vaccination, the COVID vaccine, would not prevent you from getting COVID. We were right. And we go on and on and on. And all of the things that you know in your heart are right and that the government and the mainstream media and the Democrat Party said were misinformation or disinformation all are right and will be proven right if they aren't yet. This is not about... Uh, any sort of conspiracy theory. This is about a love for the country and a love for the truth. This is not about trying to take anyone down. It's trying to build somebody up. It's trying to get to the truth as the country is assaulted on all fronts, from the southern border to uh, to uh, girls in athletics. I can go on. Free speech on campuses. Free speech in the media. I'm just bloody done with it. And this is the latest example. And this is the most rock-solid example. Well, They've all been rock solid when they've been exposed. But this one is so blatantly obvious, even the New York Times has to admit it. Will there be any apologies? No. Will there be any shame? No, because the left, 
the mainstream media and the Democrat Party have no shame. They have no regard for the truth. And if they have to destroy the truth tellers in the meantime for doing nothing, then so be it. Then so be it. Here is uh, Joe Biden and Donald Trump in a uh, 2019. Oh, no, this is, this is, um, I'll start with Donald Trump actually on the tarmac uh, talking about Joe Biden as he was still was president, while he still was president, about corruption of uh, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. To call Biden a criminal. Why is that? He is a criminal. He's a criminal. He got caught. Read his laptop. And you know who's a criminal? You're a criminal for not reporting it. You are a criminal for not reporting it. Let me tell you something. Joe Biden is a criminal, and he's been a criminal for a long time. And you're a criminal in the media for not reporting it. Good luck, everybody. Have a good Yep, there you go. He said that uh, a long time ago. Here is uh, Joe Biden uh, being asked about the uh, laptop uh, about a year ago. So what about the Americans who really today only want me to ask you about Hunter Biden's life? And of course, he's not standing near anyone. He's standing there by himself wearing a stupid cloth mask. How are you going to get them to see that you are fighting for them when they're so dead against you? It's, it's, there's nothing to any of that. Nothing to any of that. It's all a smear. Every major outfit, every serious investigator has pointed out that this is a smear. This is Every word that I want to say about this man right now without a filter on would keep me from being uh, on broadcast radio, so I won't say it. Classic Trump. We have four days left, and all of a sudden there's a laptop. And you may, you may recall there's also talk about four months before there was a similar thing. That some oh, so I guess this was right before the election, four days before the election. And uh, he knew dutifully that the uh, New York Times wouldn't publish it. He knew that Twitter banned the story from the New York Post. That was true. Yeah, There's overwhelming evidence that from the intelligence community. The oh, we'll get to the intelligence community. We'll get to the 50 people who signed the letter that said it was Russian disinformation, and none of them are speaking out today. And look, this is my son's an honorable man, and all the investigators... Oh, dear God in heaven. I have to hear that again. This community, ...that the Russians are engaged. And look, this is my son's an honorable man... And all the you know, really, I don't think honorable men are crack addicts who impregnate uh, prostitutes and uh, uh, strippers and uh, embezzle and uh, and get bribed as their father is in office. Investigations that were done around the issue of what was going on in Ukraine. If you notice, every one of the major people who worked for Trump during the impeachment went under oath. This is beyond galling. This is another one of the indignities they've suffered upon you and me over the years. And quite simply, let's take the gloves off, shall we, kids? And under oath said Biden did his job. No law was broke. Biden, this Biden, did his job. Hunter Biden broke no laws. That was the testimony. You are going down, sir, and your son is going first. Their testimony from Republicans and intelligence community people. So... I think that it's, uh, you know, I, I just think... Oh, did I mention this B-word? Eh. Uh, also stole the election. Look, politics has become too crass, too dirty, too ugly, and the, and the perpetrator... When all you hear what he's doing there? He's rubbing your face in it. He's rubbing his face, your face in it because he knows 
that the narrative is being covered by his dutiful, dutiful sycophants in the media. He knows it, and he's rubbing your face in it. Just think, look, politics has become too crass, too dirty, too ugly, <laughs> and, the, and the perpetrator wow. of an awful lot of this has been. He didn't start at all, but he has taken it to a new level. This what, a, what an incredibly ungodly, foul human being who is the most corrupt person we have ever had in the White House. I don't care who you bring up. Uh, bring it. There is no one who has been more corrupted, more bought and paid for than this man right here. Here's the number, 800-922-6680, 800-922-6680. Trust me, we're going to have some fun today, but i got to tell you, I'm not going to be polite about this. I'm not going to be polite about this. They're calling you a corrupt politician. Nobody. Hey, President Trump, I want to stay hell. on the issue of race. We're talking about the issue. from hell. President Trump. Nobody. Remember this debate, kids? We're talking about race right now, and I do want to stay on the issue of race. President Trump, you just... I have to respond to that. Please. Because, look, Very there are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plan. They have said that this is has all the care for five former heads of the CIA. Yeah, we're going to disprove that in a second there, Jobo. Both parties say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except them. His- I believe also 17 Nobel Peace Prize uh, Nobel laureates say that uh, uh, increasing spending and the Build Back Better program won't increase inflation. And his good friend Rudy Gianni. You mean the laptop is now another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And you that's exactly what, is this that's where exactly you're what This is going. where he's going. The laptop right. is Russia, yes. Russia, Russia. I want to stay on the issue of. Isn't that amazing? The, uh, the moderator of the debate. We'll let Joe Biden respond, but when Donald Trump tries to speak, she says, get back to the, uh, get back to the subject at hand, which is racism. Yeah, it's racism. Let's go to Bill in Delaware. Hello there, Bill, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Happy Friday. Hey, Rob. Love your show, man. Thank hey, you, look, uh, I, uh, I have to respectfully disagree with you. I cannot imagine Hunter going down, by Joe Biden going down, uh, Hillary, Obama, I said it on Getter. I will yeah. lick the crack of every rear end of every <laughs> libtard in Washington if they're held accountable. I can't imagine it that it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. I, I hope it does. I'd love to see them all in handcuffs, walk them all in in handcuffs, but I can't imagine it. The swamp runneth deep. Here's the other thing I want to say. Yes. And I'll bet you a lot of people agree with me that I believe this war has been planned for a long time. I believe it's been planned with the Democrats for, for a good while, and Putin. They needed to get Biden's poll numbers in, up. I mean, they were in the tank. And you could, I swear, you couldn't slap a smile off his face. You could see the grin on Biden's face and his people every time they talked about Russia, the possibility of Russia invading. You could see it. It was written all over their face. They want this. They wanted this. The other thing I want to say real quickly, yes, and I'll be done, is that I hope I'm not right. I've been right about a lot. I'm yeah, just like know. you. Try to see what the crazy lunatics are going to do. I swear I can't help but think that they would burn it to the ground and govern the ashes, as they say. I yeah. think they want a nuclear war. I bet <laughs> I, what I've been saying is that what, what, what crazy thing are these Democrats going to do to try to save face or at least lessen the blow in the midterm elections and to make sure that they win the presidential election? And I've been saying it for a couple of years. They're going to do nuclear war. They're going to do an EMP. Something crazy is going to happen. I don't know what it is, but now it's playing out. And it's scaring the hell out of me and a lot of people because 
I'm afraid I'm going to be right. Sorry I took so long. That's okay, Bill. Thanks for the phone call. Um, Listen, as far as uh, Barack Obama or Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden never paying for what they've done, I mean, no matter what they do, they will never pay for it. We have a... We have a, uh, a justice system that is, uh, well, we have separate justice systems. Uh, justice for you and me and justice for those in, uh, in the swamp. With regard to Hunter Biden, I, uh, I think there's a possibility he, he's in a lot of trouble. I, uh, I, if, if anyone is going to be punished for breaking the law, it will be him. He will be the scapegoat. He will be the, the one who is blamed because he is worthless to the uh, the narrative at this point. He's no longer on the cover of the papers. He is no longer, he, he tried a book. They tried the book thing. They thought maybe the book would kind of uh, make him cool and whatever. Then they did these little, ex, these little uh, stories, these fluff pieces on his artistic ability and all of this stuff. Uh, I think that if, if uh, the bleep is going to hit the fan and somebody's going to be the scapegoat uh, for it all, it'll be Hunter Biden. Uh, although he will never uh, incur the full wrath of the, uh, of the justice system. So as far as uh, nuclear war, I'm not going to go there, Bill, but I will tell you, I thought that uh, as the uh, as the pandemic faded from headlines, the next crisis would be food. The next crisis would be supplies. Um, you know, you've got Anthony Fauci back on television saying, hey, it could come back, blah, blah, blah. Um, would I, I doubt that um, that Joe Biden and the Democrats are uh, hoping that the war escalates in Ukraine as a distraction. Um, yeah, I wouldn't put it past uh, past them. Uh, and then, of course, they would try to step in if there is some sort of a ceasefire or an end of uh, hostilities. Then Joe Biden will step forward and act like he had something to do with it. So at this point, I'm not willing to, uh, uh, to poo-poo any uh, argument that is well thought out by conservatives uh, with regard to all of the the host of issues that affect us today, because if the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party, and I'm just going to say it again, guys, and if you have to write it down, maybe I'll make a T-shirt out of it, so it's kind of verbose. If the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party say what you believe in your heart after research and common sense, that it is disinformation or misinformation, they know you know the truth. And now, every time they use that word disinformation, I'm going to give them a big verbal middle finger. Hey guys, it's Carson. I want to talk to you about GenuCell Plant Stem Therapy. I've been using this for around 10 years now. And people say the uh, puffiness and bags under your eyes are the hardest thing to get rid of until now. Uh, one of the things that I've discovered in life is the older you get, the uh, worse you look in the morning. And with its instant effects... GenuCell is guaranteed to show results in as little as 12 hours or your money back. Users saw results in only 12 hours with dramatic improvement in two weeks, and I can attest to it. GenuCell contains eight extra ingredients to significantly reduce the appearance of bags and puffiness. Plus, GenuCell uses patented plant stem cell technology to improve longevity and brilliant long-term results. Now, Go to GenuCell.com slash Carson right now to try risk-free. Say goodbye to puffiness and bags today. Enter my promo code CARSON10 at the checkout for an additional 10% off today. GenuCell promises the best skin care, best results, or your money back. Go to GenuCell.com slash Carson. That's GenuCell.com slash Carson. The president 
has said and you have tweeted that allegations of wrongdoing based on files pulled from Hunter Biden's laptop are Russian disinformation. There is a new book by Politico reporter that finds some of the files on there are genuine. Is the White House still going with Russian disinformation? I think it's broadly known and widely known, Peter, that there was a broad range of Russian disinformation back in 2020. You know, it takes a special kind of cojones for uh, people who lie to use a Soviet-era uh, phrase called disinformation to label your political opponents uh, liars when uh, you know they know the truth. It takes a special kind of corruption to be able to take something that literally caused the death of millions and millions of people in Russia uh, by Joseph Stalin, literally established a commission, a department of disinformation, and would go after people who attempted to say anything against the government, and they would be sent to gulags and murdered. It really does take a special kind of evil and a special kind of corruption for a government and a party to use that expression, but also uh, a free press to, uh, to get in bed with them and use the same expression and also uh, big social media to do the same thing. Dear God in heaven, I hope we look back at this ungodly, communistic, uh, socialistic, totalitarian purge of the truth, and we make people who are responsible for it pay for it. I'm just so bloody done with it. And here is uh, Jen Saki. I know it's early for some hot sake, but here's Jen Saki being asked the same question about Russian disinformation and misinformation. And oddly enough, suddenly it's not disinformation and misinformation. That's the business of the Justice Department and Hunter Biden. And if I may, um, you're asked about Hunter Biden's laptop. You also, in October 2020, dismissed it as Russian disinformation. Do you stand by that assessment? Again, uh, I'd point you to the Department of Justice and Hunter Biden's representatives. Um, I'm a spokesperson for the United States. He doesn't work for the United States. Wow. Uh, you, my dear, will be going down in history as the uh, red-headed Goebbels secretary 2022. Yeah. Yeah. Here is uh, Greg Kelly last night on Newsmax uh, with his thoughts and a montage, ladies and gentlemen, a montage of the media lying about Hunter Biden's laptop. The right wing is going crazy with uh, all sorts of allegations uh, about Biden and his family. Too disgusting to even repeat here. Hunter Biden's laptop, that whole thing is, has been fizzling. It looks like it's tied to Vladimir Putin in Moscow. When you look at this uh, computer uh store owner in Delaware who allegedly received Hunter Biden's laptop. That is more in line with the, when you think about somebody who's a useful idiot. That's kind of the entry point that is kind of, a, again, a classic indicator of the potential uh, presence of disinformation. Hey, by the way, is that Peter Strzok? I think it is. Talk about idiots, huh? Well, the New York Post had this story in the fall of 2020, yep. and it was huge. And it really made the Democrats and big tech nervous. So what did they do? They pulled some strings and they got the oldest newspaper in America kicked off the Internet for three critical weeks before the election. Yeah, this is a gigantic story. And this is the beginning of the stealing of 2020. It is the beginning of it. Because then there's the uh, oligarch, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, who paid $400 plus million to get uh, ballot boxes that were unmonitored dropped off in battleground states. 
they were stuffed overnight after the five battleground states stopped counting the votes at midnight and then started the next morning within many jurisdictions, 95 to 100 percent. Uh, participation uh, and votes for Joe Biden. 91 nursing homes in Wisconsin. There was 95 to 100 percent voter participation where people can't even feed themselves. And those votes went for Joe Biden. I'm done. The gloves are off. The gloves are off. Let me just go ahead and uh, shame a few other people. Uh, I want to uh, shame all of you dead people who voted for Joe Biden in 2020. All of you dead people, all you thousands of dead people in battleground states who voted. I know there's not a lot you can do about it now, but I want to shame you. And then all you Democrat operatives in the battleground states who voted more than 10 times apiece uh, or dropped off hundreds and hundreds of ballots, uh, that'll all be exposed in uh, Dinesh D'Souza's new movie, 2,000 Mules. I want to shame you too, by the way, all of you people who uh, threw the the election in 2020 but you know he you know what uh, rob that is a disinformation and misinformation and that's a conspiracy there oh yeah really i think the until like the day before yesterday so was the uh, biden laptop so you know what as far as uh, 2020 election results and me saying that i think the election was stolen and you calling it disinformation you know what you can do you can suck it how about that there you go I just don't feel like being polite today to people who have uh, who have uh, labeled us as uh, liars or spreaders of disinformation, even though we knew in our hearts that it has eaten us alive, the truth screaming out of us, and no one will listen, or we're told that we are criminal, or we are spreaders of, of all things Russian disinformation. And the left knew this. They have known this all along. And Time Magazine even said this. This is the headline. This is a story. They literally said that the media, the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party colluded to throw the election. The story is called The Secret History of the Shadow Campaign That Saved the 2020 Election. I printed off that months ago, and it shows that all three of the aforementioned colluded, and this is part of it. Ignoring stories, acting like they don't exist, or banning them from a social media platform, that is colluding. That should be criminal. Congressman Darrell Issa is calling for a congressional probe into the big tech and corporate media collusion concerning the blackout of reports on Hunter Biden's laptop weeks before the 2020 presidential election. Tonight I'm calling for a congressional investigation into how big tech Mainstream media and the Democrat industrial complex. Who's been saying that? Who's been saying that? Okay, who's been saying big tech, mainstream media, Democrat party? Who's been saying that for a while? Remember what I said about disinformation and misinformation? Those three entities, if they use those against you? Oh, the rest of the country's catching on, folks. They all colluded to suppress the Hunter Biden scandals and during the last 20 days of the 2020 election. The New York Post first respond, re- reported on Hunter Biden's laptop October of 2020, just weeks before the election. The laptop revealed Hunter Biden's involvement in pursuing lucrative overseas business deals. Trove of emails, text messages, photos, financial documents between Hunter Biden, his family and business associates. The biggest scandal in the history of American government and it was covered up. NPR notoriously said, we don't want to waste our time on stories that are not really stories. We're too busy busy, uh, drinking our lattes in our um, uh, $300 million building in Washington, D.C. that you paid for. Twitter even went so far as to shut down the New York Post account when the Post released the report. (laughs) Wow. Just wow. And we live 
in a country that has the First Amendment. Charles Mizrahi is a political investment strategist, author of Wall Street Profits for Main Street Investors. He's only going to be with us for about 30 seconds because there's nothing to talk about. Charles, nothing to talk about today, dude. I don't know. I don't know where we go. Just nothing. Wow. There's, there's nothing. You know, if, you, if you could sum this all up in, you know, five seconds, I'm, I'm good. You know, everything <laughs> seems to be rosy. Uh, no, things are absolutely awful. Obviously, um, there's a lot of things I want to get to today. And uh, one of them, obviously, is inflation. Uh, gas prices, how they are crushing the the average person. I, I speak from experience because I, I've been there. Uh, you know, I've been without. And uh, uh, with regard to inflation, let me ask you, where do you think it's going from here how bad do you suppose it is? Uh, obviously, Democrats have said this was transient. That was a year ago. Uh, now we know it's here to stay. What are your thoughts on it, Charles? Well, inflation's a big, big problem, as we're seeing now. You know, we, we were in an environment for the past, I don't know, decade or two where inflation wasn't an issue. And now when you're just, you know, I just had this past summer some uh, construction work, and I got quoted one price, and he says, if you don't do it in the next day or two, uh, the price is going up. And I'm hearing from people in all sorts of industries that uh, they're starting with one price and ending with another. But that's just on the top level. But then you go down to the level of people uh, going to the supermarket. I spoke to a couple of food retailers. I just walk into stores and start speaking to people. Yeah. And they're telling me something rather troubling. I said, do you see anything different? He says, well, you know, we're changing our signs a lot, you know, price increases and stuff. I said, all right, that's, that's, I understand that. Because we're seeing people walk throughout the store and really price shop. But more than that, when they get to the register, the checkout register, and we're ringing up stuff, they're putting stuff back because I haven't yeah. seen that in a long time. Yeah. So it's really hurting consumers across all demographics at this point. And it's just going to get a bit worse before it gets better. All of this, of course, can be contributed to a couple of things. So let's just go ahead and, let, and set the record straight because you're the financial expert. I am not. But the cause of inflation with regard to government spending, uh, give us the uh, a brief rundown so everybody can understand it the next time somebody spouts a, a Biden talking point, which is, oh, no, government spending doesn't cause inflation. What do you have to say to that, sir? Well, you know, that's, that's, uh, this is an unforced error. Uh, we, this should, we shouldn't be where we are now. That, that's for sure. Uh, a couple of things. Number one is a, a little while back uh, when the... Uh, fiscal policy of this country was let's throw as much money we can at every type of idea, crazy kind of pork barrel. It didn't matter. Throw these bills in the trillions of dollars together, get them passed and say it's good for the American people. And people are fiscally responsible saying, wait a second, we have a supply chain issue, which is too few goods. Now we're going to put too many dollars, too many dollars chasing too few goods is the definition of inflation. <laughs> so, what a shock, right? Yeah, uh, number yeah. two, all of the last six to eight months prior to the beginning of uh, this year, the Fed was denying and saying, no, 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 this is transitory. This is going to wash out in the system. Don't worry. And all one had to do was try to hire workers and see that you had to pay them higher prices. Just go and buy things. You saw prices going up. Shelves were empty. So this was all here. And the bottom line is, is it affects Everybody, because inflation acts as a tapeworm. It sucks the purchasing power out of your dollar. So your dollar now that you had, if inflation's 8%, at the end of the year, it's only buying 92%. 
or 92 cents when it, when it was buying 100 cents just a short time ago. That's why inflation is terrible. Charles, let me ask you this. I don't know how old you are. I, uh, I remember Jimmy Carter's presidency as I was in elementary school. Uh, I remember the oil embargo that supposedly happened. I remember inflation with regard to uh, uh, gasoline and gas lines. I also remember, you know, interest rates approaching 20, 22 percent on home loans. Uh, and I like to use the expression, welcome back, Carter. Do you suppose, and I've heard of Fed rate hikes coming in the next, uh, maybe as many as 11 in the next two years, do you suppose we are going to approach Carter-esque inflation and uh, interest rates before this is all over? Boy, I, I uh, first of all, I was in high school when you were in elementary school, so we're pretty close. And I do remember Welcome Back, Carter, uh, which was filmed uh, at a school in Brooklyn. <laughs> yes, yes, so, yes. Yeah, I definitely. And those were terrible times. I just remember my father had an old 98, and uh, it got like six miles to the gallon. And I remember so, my, my first year or so of driving, all I was doing was waiting on gas lines. And it was just terrible. Yeah. It was terrible watching my parents trying to figure out how to stretch my dad's salary from being a warehouse manager to feed a growing family of four kids. So uh, how far it goes and how high it goes and what the Fed, that's really uh, a, that's a wild card. Who would have thought we would be here at this point? Uh, the answer is, Honestly, I don't know, but but I don't like what I heard from the Fed the other day. They look at what's called uh, PCE inflation, a personal consumption expenditure inflation, which they're projecting to be at 4.8% by the end of the year. Uh, PPI, consumer inflation, is going around 7.9%, so way higher. But if you live in any city or go to a supermarket, you know prices didn't increase 4 or 5%. Things are going up much more. Oh, dear God. Charles, we've taken steak off the menu because it's doubled in price where I am. I'm in the middle of beef country. I used to be able to get filet mignon for nine ninety nine a pound, and that was expensive. Now it's 24 bucks. So yeah. tell me that inflation is 10%. I'll say you're high. Go ahead. Yeah. I No, no. I, I totally agree with you. <laughs> Come on. And, and you, know, you know what history has shown us? History has shown us that the only way to tame inflation is when interest rates exceed the rate of inflation. So if inflation's running at 8%, that means interest rates have to really go up there. Yeah. Uh, I hope we don't get there. I hope yeah. we don't get there. But these little quarter things, they, they get quarter raises, they just might not do it. I don't think so either. And, and this is interesting, Charles, because yesterday a house across the street from my home went up for sale. Now, I have never seen anything like this before. The house, I believe, was just listed online. The open houses this weekend. And all day yesterday, Charles, all day. There were people going in with a realtor looking at the home before the open house. It's insane. My wife saw a viral video, a woman, a realtor in North Carolina, people around the block for an open house on homes and bidding wars going through the ceiling. Now, I did that in 2005 in Washington, D.C., and I got screwed. My house, I bought for, you know, this, and it dropped in value by 35 40%. Do you see... In relation to salary, in relation to cost of living increases, we've got home prices going up 10 20% per annum like they did back in 2005. Wages aren't rising like that. Do you see real estate bubble on the horizon? Because sooner or later, something's going to happen. There are some differences between then and now, but there are also some similarities. What do you think? Right. Well, I don't think so. I'll tell you why. Okay. Okay. Uh, now we have a supply issue with houses. There just okay. aren't enough of them. 
And that's, you know, we saw that about three to four years ago. They, they're what's called housing formations, people starting families and, and moving out. Uh, there just weren't enough housing for all of these housing formations that were developing. And what we're seeing here with inflation are people saying, look, my dollar is going to be eroded. I might as well put my dollar into real estate, into a house, and even pay up for it. Because at least at the end of the day, I'll have a house and something that's going up in value. So we have a double whammy with, with housing prices. I, I, there are some similarities, but really the big difference, the way I see it now, it's more of a supply issue. There you're having people build gotcha. housing on spec, on speculation. Now, that person who's selling the house across the street from you five or six years ago was moving across town or across state and buying another house. Now they're saying, look, the only way I'm moving is if I get enough money because I'm going to pay a lot yeah. more money in another place. Yes. Well, your best bet, honestly, if, you, if, you're, if you're into a house, you've got to pay it off and you're going to get a lot of money, is to build. You've got to build a home, to be quite honest. And, and prices for building have gone through the, the ceiling because of, uh, you know, because. Now, I remember back in 2005, there was also a lot of loose money from the Fed going to people who couldn't pay it off. So I'm, I'm assuming uh, that certainly is not a, a part of the equation. Certainly that was what drove the uh, real estate bubble back then. Um, let me just ask you one final question. I greatly appreciate your time today, Charles. Um, my sister, my, my mother passed away about a year ago. And we, re, re, we settled her estate, and my sister was the primary caregiver, and she uh, sold my mom's house. She wants to invest the money. What do you recommend um, as far as, you know, if you're going to sit on it for a while and not have to worry about all the volatility of what's going on in the world right now? Well, you can't on the money now because if you sit on money now inflation keeps moving the way it's moving it's sucking the purchasing power so if inflation's running at eight percent and you got x amount of dollars your dollar purchasing power is worth going to be that minus eight percent so it's shriveling it's a melting ice cube uh, the best thing one can do over the long term and i'm talking yes. over the long term five ten or so years buy an s p index fund uh volatility is the price you pay for high returns uh, you know, there's a cost for everything. You can't have above average returns, and it's as clear as a piece of glass. It doesn't work that way. There'll be waves, but why should one care about these waves of up and down if you're looking for the next five and ten years? So if you buy an index fund and don't touch the money for the next ten years, uh, you have a 94, 95% uh, probability that you will have more money than you have now, yeah, simply yeah, because yeah. over time the GDP in this country keep moving up higher. So I couldn't pick an easier way to make an investment without worrying and sleeping at night and investing in a low-cost S&P index fund and forget about it. Yeah. Charles was wrong. I appreciate it. By the way, your dad's Delta 88 would be worth about 15 grand today because of all the... (laughs) It was an old 98. It was a little bigger. And this thing, my gosh, I remember just driving to school, which was about two miles away, and looking at the... At, at the at the guest, I'll just go back to like you know at the tank. It was terrible. Was it one of those ones with the the hood that looked like a football field? It, it, you know, it's funny because that, that football, not only football field, and what uh, what happened over time is the is the uh, it was half vinyl roof and half yeah. regular roof. Landau the roof from the sun just started to crack and it just looked horrible. <laughs> but it could fit twenty seven people comfortably. Absolutely, and, and, and about eight people in the trunk if you're going to the drive-in theater. Uh, Charles, thanks for t- taking the time today, man. I greatly appreciate it. Your book is called Wall Street Profits for Main Street Investors. You are on, obviously, Twitter at Charles Mizrahi, and also you have the show, which is Charles Mizrahi Show. Where can people find that, buddy? Just go to the, my website, charlesmizrahi.com, and you can find the book, the show, and everything else there.
All right, my brother. Have a glorious weekend. Thanks for talking to me today. You as well. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.